Have you ever felt in order to grow your business, you got to do more things, you got to launch more products, you got to do more pay-per-click, you got to run Facebook ads, you got to build an email list, you got to get external traffic from all of these other places like Pinterest and maybe Instagram and all of those other social platforms. You ever feel like that? Well, let me tell you something. You don't have to do all that stuff. And actually today, I'm going to share with you some big takeaways from a recent mastermind session that we did here at the Lake House. So if you're feeling like that, and if you think you got to do all that stuff, well, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. You don't really need to. So stick around. That's what we're going to cover in this episode. Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 798. And today, we're going to be talking all about how to do less, focus on the things that really matter, and get more done in your business. So Chris Schaefer is here with me today. We just wrapped up a full, long day, but an awesome day, it's a good day. here at the Lake House. And we are going to be breaking down a big takeaway from today's mastermind. So Chris, let's talk about this. A lot of people think that they got to do all of these things. And honestly, we can throw a lot of things that you could do. But the real question is, should you do these different things? And where do you really figure out what it will take for you to grow and scale your business? So where do you want to start with this? Well, I think, you know, you mentioned a few minutes ago, we just wrapped up a mastermind session here at the Lake House, yep. and, and we worked with some businesses today that are looking to scale seven figures and beyond. Yep. Right. Um, a couple of people talked about eight figure exits getting mm-hmm. tossed around today, and it's funny because even you know people who are in the five six figure business range a lot of times fall victim to this. Yeah. And one of the businesses specifically today, um, they spent fifteen minutes listing off all of the new products that they're launching to try to get to their goal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we started to have the conversation. You guys have heard us talk about this on the podcast in the past, that every time you add a new product or you add a new SKU to your business, it adds complexity. And their biggest struggle that they have in their business is being overwhelmed with all of the stuff that they already have to do and not realizing that adding 10 new products or 10 new SKUs to the business is going to make everything they're doing 120 times more complex if it stops there, right? right? And so I think it kind of dawned on you and I, and this is something we've done in our own businesses, a lot of times we see the biggest growth is when we take a step back and look at all of the stuff that Mm. we're doing and then spend most of that time doing less stuff, Mm -hmm. which sounds really counterintuitive. So we're going to dive into that here for just a little bit. Yeah, and there's actually... There's an exercise that we did today, and you guys can all do it, uh, that are watching or listening to the podcast. So we're going to give you these same exercises that you can do. But the very first thing that we ever do when we're talking with a business is we really listen, right? And by listening, you can learn a ton, right? I can come in and look at your business, and then I can start giving you things that you can do because... I can see openings. I can see gaps. And that's the most fun. And it is fun <laughs> to kind of be like, oh, you can right. do this. You can do that. You can do this. And what if you did this? And you can do that. And, and, and then what happens is overwhelm sets in. But really what, it, what we really need to think about is how do we simplify? And how do we take a step back, like you said, and really what are we looking at? So the very first thing that I recommend anyone doing is sit down with an hour of time by yourself, okay, and really go through where your business is at right now. Where is the growth happening right now? Okay, so if you're 
let's, let's say that you have two products that are doing really well. Uh, you have, uh, let's say that you have some traffic that's coming from Pinterest, okay? And you're like, you know what? I've got Pinterest traffic. I've got two products that are doing well. And actually, we had an example of this today because someone is driving traffic through Pinterest. They were running some Pinterest ads. They were getting some good results. And then from there, they were driving it into what they call their Pinterest funnel. And then from there, they were um, selling some products. They seen their BSR shoot up in Amazon and all of this stuff. But then they started talking about, but I think I should be doing some Instagram stuff because everyone else is doing Instagram stuff. And then they started talking about, well... I also want to do this content creation thing and I want to build an email list and I want to do Facebook ads, all of these different things. But what it really comes down to is at the end of the day, what are you trying to achieve? Trying to sell more products and I want to diversify because one of the biggest, the biggest concerns was everything we always talk about is if I build all this and, and it goes away on Amazon for that one channel that I'm feeling like I'm I'm at a loss. Like I am my business because I asked that question and I, and I would ask you that question right now listening. If your business right now, whatever channel is driving the most revenue, if that channel was to go away, what would it look like for your business? Right. Like what would that do to your business? And we asked this question and uh, both businesses that we're working with said it would be terrible. I would have nothing pretty much. I mean, I'd have a little bit of traffic, maybe a few sales on Shopify, whatever, but I'd have no sales. So that makes you really step back and go, okay, wait a minute here. We need to fix this. And, um, and, that, and that's what we start to dive into. So it's really identifying where is your revenue source co- coming from right now? Is it just Amazon? Is it eBay? Is it, uh, is it maybe Facebook ads? Uh, is it uh, your own website? Where is it coming from? Identify that. And then let's look at how do we either sure that up so we can protect that, but also how do we diversify that? And I think, I think there's three things that everybody needs to know. And it, it's kind of what shook out for me today. It's start, it starts with why, mm-hmm. right? And you've heard us harp on this in the past. And I know there's a bunch of people listening right now that are going, I don't need this woo-woo mindset mumbo jumbo. Yeah. I want a million dollars. Yeah, that's great until you have a million dollars. And then it means nothing to you. And mm-hmm. you have no idea how you got there or where you're going. Um, and for some of the people here that, that were here today, that right. why really is the most meaningful thing because it does set the direction of your business, mm-hmm. right? Once you have the why, you understand why you're actually doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're doing it because you want to spend more time with your family. The numbers kind of fade away mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you can take an honest look at where your business is, mm-hmm. right? You can say, okay, this is where I am. I'm making $10,000 in profit every month. Mm-hmm. Great. Whatever that number is for you. It could be $100. That's right. still great, right? And then where do you want to go? The the problem, and it's the problem we dealt with today, Scott, and it's the problem I see tons of business owners having, is they say, I'm at $10,000. Right. To truly achieve my why, I need to be at $100,000. Right. Which means I need to do 10 times more stuff. Right. I have two products that are making me that $10,000. If I just launch 18 more products and right. have 20 products... Right. Well, then by default, I'm going to make right. that, that money difference. Mm-hmm. And what people don't realize is a lot of the things that you're doing aren't working. So right. with right. one product or two products, that might not be the case. But let's say you have five SKUs, right? right? Chances are one of those SKUs is probably 60, 70, 80% of all of the revenue that's coming into your business. Mm-hmm. So what's to say that if you launch another 50 SKUs that you're going to do 
that much more business. Mm. You're only still going to have maybe 10 SKUs out of those 55 right. Right, right. that are making up the vast majority of that. So people fall victim to the same thing with content. They say, oh, well, if I created 20 pieces of content and I'm bringing in 1,000 organic search visitors, then right. if I just create 200 pieces of content, right. then I'm going to 10x what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Right? I'm going to automatically bring in 10,000. And that's also not the case mm. because we have to create the right kinds of content. We have right. to create the right kinds of products. And if we don't start with the why and then make an honest analysis of where the business is, where's the money coming from? Where's the traffic coming from? Where are all these things coming from? going to that next step of where we want to take the business becomes a completely pointless exercise right? because we're going to give ourselves, for, in some cases, literally a heart attack, right? right? And, and in other cases, just a panic attack that involves you know, a straitjacket and some, some visits to the ER for a little bit of mental health. Right. Um, but we have to start with that kind of three-step process and analyze the real things that are working inside of the business. Does that make sense? Yeah. We can't just do more. We can't just 10x everything and assume that we're going to see 10x results mm. because it's just 10 times or 120 times more work. Right. Yeah, because so- sometimes it looks good you know, on the outside when you're like, oh, that seems like that makes sense. If I get into Target and that's going to answer you know, all of my questions and all of the, the things, it's going to resolve my problems. It's going to be another channel. And it was funny because we had this conversation with one of our attendees here. And he was like, I just need to diversify my channel. I'm, I'm on Amazon. We're doing well, but I want to do better and I want to diversify. So I, they actually met with, uh, with Target. And they're like, you know, we have a potential to get our product in there, which is great. But the thing is, is just because you get in Target doesn't mean that Target's going to keep reordering. Right? If you put that order in there, which they'll probably do a small test order, if it doesn't sell well within their time frame, you're taking up shelf space, they're going to discontinue it and you're right back to where you are. So just because of that one channel doesn't mean that it's going to solve all your problems. So I guess what I'm trying to say is when you're looking at your business and you're looking at all the different things, yes, adding that revenue stream for Target is one thing and it's probably worth pursuing, right? But don't do it just because it seems like everyone else is saying to get into retail because what you don't really realize is that getting into retail has a whole nother host of problems, right? Including lower margins. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, so anyway, so to kind of get back to this, like how do you grow your business and scale your business with doing less? It means not just doing what everyone else is doing because you think that's what you have to do. Right. And a perfect example was again, one of our attendees said, you know, and she admitted it. She's like, I feel like I'm comparing myself and my business to what other people are doing in the, you know, in the entrepreneurial space. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying like, I'm not doing as much as them. I should be on messenger. I should be on Instagram. I should be on TikTok or whatever. Right. Like, but in reality, and it was funny cause we laid it all out. We mapped out the plan for them to do the 52 week plan of like basically creating content, which tomorrow we're going to meet with them and we're going to map out the entire plan and we're going to give them that roadmap to go ahead and do it. And she's like, it makes total sense. I I see how this will get me to where I want to go, but, but I see everyone over here basically building a facade on Instagram and I know it's a facade, but 
it's, I don't want to look like I'm not like them. It still makes me feel like I'm not doing enough because if it's not a facade and they really are doing all of those things, right. then why am I not also doing all of those things? Exactly. And I think, um, and you make this mistake, I make this mistake, everybody makes this mistake in the entrepreneurial world because part of the thing I think that drives you to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. is that you don't like having the job description. Right. Right. And when you, when you work a nine to five job, when you sign your little contract, they give you a job description. They say, Chris, you are responsible for this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yes, you can be an intrapreneur, right? An internal mm-hmm. entrepreneur inside of a right. company. And you can say, hey, uh, that doesn't make sense. Let me help you with that. You can do that. But when you have your own business, you see everything that is possible. And you go, well, it's in my job description because mm. I'm the owner. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And now we have to do everything. And that's not only not good for you, mm. but it's not good for your business. Mm. And I think at the very least once a year, I would say probably once a quarter mm-hmm. would be even better yeah. is to sit down and go through that three-step process, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure you're you're still in alignment with your why. Actually write it down. Like use mm-hmm. pen and paper. Weird, right? Right. Um, this shady little tech-loving millennial over here telling right. you to write things down know, on right? pen and paper. Pen and paper, but it works, right? It makes yeah. it a little more concrete. And then you can come back to it right. in three months or six months. Right. Do that first. Then give a real honest accounting of your business. And then the where do I want to be in three to six months? And we had them set 90-day goals today or 60-day goals 60 realistically. Days. Yep. And then 12 to 18-month goals. Mm-hmm. And if you're not checking in every 60 to 90 days, you're never going to hit that 12 to 18-month mm-hmm. goal because you're going to be so overwhelmed with TikTok right. and Instagram right. and Messenger because it's all in your job description right. as, as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, with a team, right? And right. I love shiny objects as much as the next person. I fall victim to this all the time. You fall victim to this all mm-hmm. the time. And we made a very conscious effort this year and a lot of the stuff that we're doing to pull back on stuff, to turn yep. stuff off. And honestly, not only is it a relief, but we're seeing a lot of growth. Mm-hmm because of it, yep. we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel where we would not have seen it otherwise because you're not scrambling to do a million different things and you can actually focus and give value mm. in the things that you're actually focused mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Rather yeah. Than, than doing a surface level social media post on 900 social media networks, right. you can really engage with the people on the social media right. well, networks I, I think it's also or whatever it is. I think it's taking, uh, you know, evaluating what you're currently doing. And then looking at what that is doing. It's an 80-20 principle. Right. Is it working, yes or no, right. binarily? Is it even slightly working? Right. Because there's things that you're probably doing and they're not working at all, but you're doing them because you think that maybe they eventually will. Now, getting into like content creation, because we're big on that right now. And that to me is a long-term strategy. So she was like, yeah, my, you know, you know, whatever, whether it's friends or people that I know that are in other businesses, it seems like they're constantly just like feed and Instagram, feed and Instagram. And I'm like, that's fine. But are they feeding their blog? Are they feeding their website? Are they feeding it with evergreen assets? That's the question I want anyone to ask themselves in your business. Are you creating something that is evergreen? Okay. And what I mean by that is it something that you're going to be able to, to use again and again and again. And if the answer is yes, then great. Then that's awesome. If not, you need to reevaluate that. Now, uh, Instagram to me is really a amplification platform. Yeah. It's like, yes, you post, we just posted a, uh, a blog article or we just did a video on YouTube. Those are amplifications of that piece of content. And I'm fine with that. 
but that should not be the only thing that you're doing. And I would even argue for influencers that are only using Instagram, it's that's again risky because that's one platform, right? And I've heard people have their accounts basically hijacked and then they can't get access to them and they lose a million followers, right? And it's like, you don't want that either. So that's why we're big on building your email list and all of those things. But to give you guys something tactical that you can do, um, one thing would be to sit down and create your short term, which is to me, it's like in the next 60 days. Right. Sometime within the next two months, these things will be done. And then the other part is the uh, 12 to 18 months. And really, you'll, you'll find that the things that need to be done in the first 60 days need to get done before you can achieve the 12 to 18 month. So like, for example, we're going to be working through for short term in someone's business here at the Lake House, we're going to be working through their 52 week content strategy because you have to figure out what you're going to create in content. So we need to spend time doing that. Then we map that out for 52 weeks. And then it's just a matter of creating a system that's going to allow that to happen. If that happens, the growth in the business that wants to be achieved in the 12 to 18 months will naturally happen, or at least it will have a better chance of happening because we've now built out those traffic um, assets and resources. Um, But we can't do it if we don't do step one in this process. So figure out your 60-day um, your short term, and then figure out your 12 month. And I think that is something very simple. Again, this episode is about not adding more to your plate. It's actually taking away to simplify so you can feel less stress and actually work on things that actually matter. And I would say before you even set that 60 day goal, we need to analyze and we started to analyze. We need to analyze what's working with products. This is really easy, mm-hmm. right? We can log into the Amazon dashboard and we yep. can say, okay, this sold five units in the last yeah. 30 days. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, looks like it sold six units the 30 days before that. Probably not a winner, right? Right. right. Maybe we should just cut bait on this product because it's sucking up 12% of my time and effort, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm, I'm dealing with talking to the supplier. I'm dealing with doing all of this. If I could free up that time, what would I do with that, mm-hmm. right? It gives me extra hours in the day or extra hours in the week. Same thing with all the stuff we're doing on social media, mm-hmm. right? If I'm not driving any traffic from Pinterest, but I'm spending two hours a day creating Pinterest boards, right. then maybe for the next 60 days, I just don't do Pinterest and see what happens. See what happens. We can cut it. We can always come back to it we later, yeah. right? We always have time to do stuff later. Mm-hmm. What I would rather see you do is just stop doing, and you and I have been saying this for years, but most of business is doing less of the stuff that doesn't work and more of the stuff that does. Right. It's a real complicated business philosophy. Um, but we first have to identify the things that aren't working so that we can stop doing them. Mm. And then we need to set that 60-day goal. What are the things, based on everything that I know, mm. or the things that I'm doing now that I need to do more of, mm-hmm. that I should be focused on for the next 60 days? Yeah. If you don't have an email list, maybe it's your email list. Maybe it's coming up with that, not just the content strategy, but the system behind it for how we're going to continuously create content, mm. right? Maybe it is launching another product because we know that if we launch a variation, we're going to sell 20 more right. or whatever, and that's going to help us get to our 12 to 18-month revenue goal. Right. That's okay, too. All of these things are acceptable answers, and it's right. going to vary from business to business and from person to person, but we have to first identify the things that aren't working, stop doing them, figure out then what we can do in the next 60 days, the next two months, right to really start to put us on the right footing. And then where do we want to be 12 to 18 months from now? Not just from a revenue standpoint, from a mental health standpoint, and tying that back to the why, where do I want to be in my why 12 to 18 months Mm -hmm. from now? 
if it's getting out of that nine to five job and we have to hit a certain revenue number, then that becomes the driving force for that 12 to 18 months, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How do I get to X dollars monthly so that I can be home with my family and actually spend time with my family and I'm not working 40 hours a week for the man. Right. And then another 25 hours, you know, stuck in my office with my laptop while my kids are out here playing on the carpet. Right. So, I mean, the big takeaway here for, for you guys listening and watching is really figuring out what that, what that is. Like, what is it that's weighing on you right now in the business? Like, that's a big one. Because if you could free up the bandwidth mentally to focus on your business, on what your strengths are or what you should be working on. Like um, one, of the, um, one of the people from um, today, um, they're stressed out about just the sourcing and the wiring of the money and, and then uh, you know, uh, doing, uh, you know, making sure that the, the customer support is being done properly and then uh, you know, making sure that uh, Amazon didn't delist anything or you know, responding to an email, like putting out all of these fires and really doing all of the nitty gritty. And that's what a lot of people don't realize is like when you have a physical product business, you are going to be required to do all of those things, but it doesn't mean you have to. It just means that you have not delegated that yet. And there is help out there um, to be able to help you. You just got to make the decision that you're going to either train someone. It might be a little uncomfortable at first, might be a little, a little hard at first, but it's going to be worth it for your mental health and also for the business. So you can start being the, you know, the creator or you can start working in the zone of genius that you're supposed to be working in. And that's really what we are working through. And tomorrow, you know, we're going to be doing that with, um, you know, with these, um, these businesses because that is, and, and again, it's, it's, it's a big sticking point for a lot of people, is feeling though they have a hundred different things going and they think they have to continue to continually do them in order for the business to grow. And in reality, it's probably stunting the growth of the business. Plus, it could be, it could be you know, shortening their life. I mean, realistically, it and, could. And even if it's not literally short, shortening your life, it's making your life worse. Yeah. Right? And stress is one of those things like I guarantee you anybody that's listening to this one of the reasons you wanted to be an entrepreneur is because you wanted to be less stressed yeah and when you lose that job description right you shed that job description of like here's your defined responsibilities and you're going to be here from nine to five we magically find a million things it's like going to a buffet in Vegas (laughs) right you're like well, I kind of want dessert. And then you realize they have 900 one-bite desserts. You're like, <laughs> I'm just going to put all of these on my plate because they all look delicious. They look great. They all look redeeming. I love them. And then you get to the table and you realize you just picked up 900 desserts. And yeah. then you eat them all anyway. Right. And then you feel terrible for a few days. Business can be a lot like that because we see all of these things. We want to do all of these right. things. We just assume for whatever reason in business that every product that we launch is going to have the same value to the business or every social network that we add mm. is going to drive the same amount of traffic back to the business. And we have to kind of sit all of that aside, take a step back, and realize that a lot of times doing less is actually going to result in more success. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, cool. So those are some takeaways from today. Uh, Chris and I were sitting there thinking to ourselves, like, what should we kind of like repeat back to people from what we went through today? And, uh, you know, these are really cool because they're, you know, really intimate uh, master shops, as we're calling them. And uh, it's a way for us to, to look inside of a business and, and help, um, but also, you know, really unpack someone's business. Sometimes it's hard to see 
um, inside your business when you're inside your business, right. right? So it's our job to kind of back out of the business and do more of a of an aerial view and get these business owners to do the same. And there was some aha moments, and I can already see the relief on um, on their faces about okay. I'm going to have a plan or, okay, now it makes sense. Okay. I don't have to do all that. Or, oh, I was thinking that I did need to do all that. And it's just good to hear that you don't. And, uh, and it's, it's a relief. So my exercise to you listening, watching is to go through that exercise. Take, this is another thing that a lot of people don't do. Take an hour and go through your business mentally and write it down on paper. What are the strengths? What are the weaknesses? What's keeping you up at night? Um, what is something that if you could just wave a magic wand over top of it, it would all go away? <laughs> what is that thing? That's the best. That's the best one. Because that can be probably achieved, and that's probably something that you should put in your sixty-day window to start working on to relieve it. There's like we have one of the businesses here, and one of their things is they want to sell the business, but their businesses, their their brands are under one umbrella. So the first thing is, is we got to separate them because if you, if you don't separate them, it's going to be really hard when you go to sell it. So that's not sexy. It's not fun, but it's got to be done. So that's the 60 day window. Once we do that, it's a relief. And now we can start focusing on building the businesses independently. And then we can go towards the target of what do we need to get this business to in order to get the exit that we want to get. So it's really about making sure that we identify these things. So I would encourage you, anyone that is watching, listening, Sit down for an hour with a pad of, of paper, a pen. Make sure it's got ink because you're going to be doing a lot of writing. Or a pencil. And just start writing down everything that is on your mind about your business, all the things you're doing. And then also write down the things that you feel are working and the things that you are not convinced that they're working. And then from there, you're going to start to identify these things that are weighing on you. And then use that magic wand, wave it over top, erase them. What would it take to erase them? What would it take to make these other things happen? And then I'm telling you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel a sense of relief and you'll probably end up seeing that you can do less and actually get more. So Chris, anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I think that about wraps it up. You know, it, one thing, it starts with why, yeah. right? Do that. The other thing, you just mentioned it, write down everything that you are doing. And that's actually, we gave some homework in the the workshop today, which was come tomorrow with a list of everything that you're doing in your average day, Mm -hmm. right? Because you may be doing a lot of things that are time wasters. And if we can automate, delegate, or eliminate any of those, we're going to be able to free up your mental bandwidth. We're going to reduce your stress. We're going to do all of those things. So I think both of those were great exercises for people. Cool. All right, guys. So uh, that is going to wrap up this episode. Hopefully you're going to do that exercise. I encourage you to do that exercise because I do believe it will help you. All right. So, um, but yeah, if you want the show notes to this episode, it's episode 798. Yes, I got that right. So if you want the episode uh, or the show notes to this episode, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 798 and uh, grab the show notes, the transcripts, all the goodies will be over there. And if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and leave a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And if you are on, on and if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're on iTunes, subscribe to the podcast. I would say if you're on YouTube, leave a comment and let us know what that one thing is Ooh, yeah. that's really weighing on you I'd right now that. in your business. You don't have to like reveal your whole business to us, but let us know what that biggest thing is, whether you're going to automate, delegate, eliminate, whatever that is. Leave that in the comments down below. Love it. Wave that magic wand and let us know what that one thing is that you can eliminate in your business that would make you feel 
amazing. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I am rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me today in person on the count of three. One, two, three. Take Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go get them. Hey, before you go, I've got one quick favor for you, and I would love to hear from you. And I've also got something that I would love to give one of my listeners, and I'm going to tell you how you can get it. So here is the deal. I want to hear from you. So what I would love for you to do is head over to iTunes and leave a review over there. Let me know how this podcast has helped you in one way, shape, or form. I read every single one of them, and they really do energize me and give me the fuel to get back on here and want to just keep creating and keep helping. So I really would love you to do that. Now, anyone that leaves a review from today moving forward, what I'm going to do for anyone that leaves a review and you take a screenshot of that and you send it to me at scottattheamazingseller.com, you send me that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to enter everyone once a month into a little contest. And in that contest, I'm going to pull one winner and I'm going to send them a gift, a special personalized gift just for you. So all you have to do, head over to iTunes, leave me a review, and then take a screenshot of that, send it to me, email it to me at scottattheamazingseller.com. And that way there, you can be entered to win. Oh, and one last thing, if you haven't subscribed yet to the channel, what the heck are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe. That way you never miss one of the upcoming episodes. All right, guys, so thanks once again. I'll see you in the next show.